0: welcome 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 once again to eob salon talk eob salon talk is much more than salon talk it's about conversation that actually happens in the salon marriages relationship finances politics just to name a few let's talk welcome 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 once again to another episode of EOB Salon Talk. Tonight's episode is sponsored by NutriBurse. NutriBurse is what I take every morning. It has 72 vitamins and minerals, gives me a lot of energy, and if you click the link in my bio, I'll be able to send you some samples. So, Mr. Terry, I'm going to start with the NutriBurse. Tonight's guest is none other than Mr. Terry. I'm going to have him introduce himself, but I am very, very excited for this guest we have today. Uh, Mr. Terry, before we get started, could you please introduce yourself to my guest and, and who, you, who, who are you?
1: My name is Henry Terry. Um, Mount Vernonite, born and raised. And I'm the outreach worker supervisor for the Mount Vernon SNUG program.
0: So he's the supervisor for the SNUG program. First of all, what is the SNUG program?
1: The SNUG program is an Anti-Gun Violence Initiative. Okay. And um, we work to reduce gun violence through conflict mediation. And we do that with the highest risk population of being shot themselves or shooting someone else.
0: Okay, so your job and responsibility is to speak to the person that's doing the shooting and the person that that was shot. Absolutely. Um, so how does that work? Like how? Before we get into the the how the, how it's work, the workings of snug. How did it, how did you guys come about, SNUG? What is is it about, how did it get started?
1: Well, the initiative started in 2009. um, And it it was a, uh, I wanna say a a piggyback off of um, Cease Fire or Cure Violence. Some of you may have heard of of those things. And um, the SNUG initiative um, initially was an exact replica of Cure Violence. We followed Cure Violence to the T. Um, It's curriculum, it's training, um, and and their procedure and policy and things of that nature. But um, it became evident that the Cure Violence model, it didn't fit for New York. Mm. So it had to be revamped and rewritten. Um, A young man by the name of Damon Bacolp, along with uh, Jeff Clark, who are the um, director of SNUG statewide and the director of training for SNUG statewide, uh, rewrote the cur- curriculum. They they traveled th- across the country um, because Snug is evidence based. Everything that we do, um, everything that we train in, um, and and everything that we carry out throughout the course of our day, the way we implement our work um, is all on evidence evidence based uh, wow. evidence based model. Um, this this stuff has been studied um, for years, um, and, and and not just in one particular place, but throughout the country. Because violence is not in one particular place it's, it's throughout the country, especially gun violence
0: so let me ask you this um snug program why for you the snug program? Um, I know you and we've known each other for a while, and I know you could have been doing much more than just the snug program, right? Why did you decide to do the snug program
1: honestly i didn't I didn't decide to do the snug program. Wow. the snug program chose me ah um, okay. I'm well known in my community. Um, I have great influence in my community, um, and and for some reasons that maybe you know I'm I'm not so proud of, but I can use that influence today to create lanes and uh, um, stop things from happening that I am very proud of today. Um, the young man Damon Baycoat, that I mentioned earlier, um, I believe it was in 2016. Um, the gun violence here in our, in our community right here in Mount yeah. Vernon was, was at an all time high. Um, we were experiencing three, four shootings uh, uh, a week and um, it just got out of hand. And it, it felt like no one could reach the people that were behind the shootings. No one could reach the people that were being shot mm. um, because they didn't have the connection to the community. They didn't have the favor, so to speak. Um, wow. Within the community So you know They came to me um, I was able to speak To a few individuals That they said That they had been Trying to speak to For months mm. For months um, A friend of mine was, was working With the organization And uh, he had mentioned To them that Maybe they should Come see me To help them uh, Bring resolve To the issue That they were Dealing with At that time And um, you know I reached out to A few key people That were involved With those issues Right And um we were able to get them to sit down and have a conversation and bring some resolve. So the gun violence slowed down tremendously, um, for us at that time.
0: So I know a young man or female may be watching and may say like, why do you care? Like, what's your, why, why do you care? What's really happening? I know we all live in a community and some of us, we don't care what happened. What made you say yes? Why did you say yes to this calling? Cause I know you could have said no, what may, why? What's your why?
1: To be honest with you, I couldn't say no. Mm. And, and, and my why is because I used to be those young men. So I know what it is to be on that side of the spectrum. Um, and at this this point in time in my life, I know and understand the harm that I caused. I know and understand the, the vacancies mm. that I've, I've caused in other people's lives by, by living my life a certain way. Correct. So a lot of these young men at this point in time in their life, they don't understand that. They can't see past the right now. But if there's somebody who's who's already been where they are right now and, and can help them visually see the later, then they'll listen.
0: I'm going to say, first of all, thank you for your yes. And thank you for answering your purpose. I'll say that. Um One thing I'll ask, too, um, some of us, you know, we all sit as a people and we judge, you know, Mm -hmm. these young men that probably commit crimes and are doing these crimes. And what you're doing is very, very, very special in my opinion, because what you're doing is reaching them where they are. You're actually giving them an opportunity to have a conversation with someone that has been there, that have done it. And... Um I think what's lacking now in this world, not even community, is what you're doing. Um I know Snug is on a wide scale and all of that, but I don't think you I don't think it's been elevated enough. I don't think you guys get credit for what you do. I saw an interview that you did. I think it's on Snug TV, correct? Yes. Snug TV and you did an interview with a mother of a young man that lost his life And You, you mentioned before that You had to speak to the, the The parent that lost their life So you're on both spectrum Absolutely So how was that for you? Speak. How do you, how do you speak to a mother Or a father That you know or, or a sister or brother You know People that are angry that their brother or sister was killed How do you actually speak to that person? You know
1: you you speak to them um from a place of, of true concern um mm. real care and and a firm understanding of what it is that they're going through um you know I'm, i myself i'm no stranger to losing someone to gun violence mm. my my best friend um his name was lewis may and he didn't have First many friends yeah. right but as a as a kid, I'm 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 a PK. My grandfather was a bishop and my mother <laughs> was a minister. And they say that the preacher's kids are always the worst. And um to 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 be honest, I, I absolutely lived up to that stigma um, by doing the things that I was doing and um being involved with the things that I was being involved with and, and causing hurt and pain on people, um, and just seeing it as me doing what I was doing to that individual until I later understood that whatever I did to him, I did to his mother. Whatever I did to him, mm-hmm. I did to his father. I did to his sister. I did to his brother. I did to his son. And, and God has given me the opportunity now to correct those actions. Louis May, he was gunned down on 3rd Street and 3rd Avenue. Um, about 10 minutes after he had left my house,
0: Oof.
1: I heard the shots ring out. And I immediately knew that it was him. Wow. So by the time I got downstairs, he was laying in the ground and he was bleeding out and he was gasping. I grabbed him, I pulled him into my lap and I just held on him. I held him until he, until he took his last breath. And um, that for me was my first experience of what it was like to be on the other side.
0: Mm.
1: Even though he was a terror, even though a lot of people disliked him, um, even though a lot of people feared him, he was my friend.
0: Got it. I
1: loved him. He meant something to me. And that made me know and understand that everybody is loved Matter. by somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And everybody is somebody.
0: I absolutely love that you are looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. I think we're, we live in a society where we judge so much that we never take time to see why did this person do this? What were they going through? What is happening in their mind? You know, we're like, oh, he did that and so he's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done a couple interviews before and what I like is a transition I've seen people that have been in jail for 20-something years. Mm -hmm. Came out and it's been great help in society. So we should definitely, and one thing I would actually say, and if someone is listening on this podcast, let's not write people off. Right. You know, and and for myself too. Not judge where they're coming from because maybe we don't know what what they're going through. Maybe we don't know what their pain is. What is one of your favorite quotes I'll say what, what would be one of your favorite quotes
1: my favorite quote is a quote that my grandfather said to me every single day and that is everybody is somebody
0: <laughs> everybody is somebody I'm, go- I'm, I'm actually going to use that one too everybody is somebody yeah.
1: because it's, it's it's easy to um, point fingers it's easy to talk about um, it's easy to cast judgment, right? Mm. But what's easier than all of that stuff is the what. The what is everything that you can see. Mm. But what's most important is the why. Why is that person doing what they're doing? Why is that person so angry? Why is that person's first reaction uh, uh, aggression or violence? You understand what I'm saying? There's always a reason behind the action. Everybody condemns the action. Not knowing what caused the action
0: So um, You say why And you say that's your why And I, and I want to just pause for a second And just say thank you for one thing <laughs> So you said I'm doing I didn't have a choice I know you didn't have a choice But sometimes God yeah. lead us And I could tell you my brother I know and I know you enough to say What you're doing is what God God ordained for you to do We've had conversations yeah. that had me weeping, crying, and I'm trying my very best not to get that <laughs> deep. So I'm crying out because I, I plan not to cry on these podcasts, no more. Yes. But it, it actually, for me, is very powerful to see another black man out here with nothing. Just, you know, people call you two in the morning. Someone gets shot. You have yeah. to speak to a parent or or even the person that did it, you know. Not
1: only speak to him. I'm coming.
0: So you actually, so, so explain that process it, to me.
1: It doesn't matter what time of day, morning, noon, evening. If that phone rings and there's an issue and, and we're needed, my team is coming. We're coming. If it's 4 in the morning, if it's, if it's 12 noon, if it's 3 o'clock in the day, you call, we're coming.
0: What do you think? Is missing. I know we had a conversation before on, on one of the podcasts where um, we speak about a dad being missing in the home, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that contributes to that or what's your view on that? Um,
1: a lot of times it is that the dad is missing in the home. Um, like I said, I'm a PK, right? So <laughs> I'm a firm, firm, firm believer. Um, you know, the word says that so the man goes, so goes the house. If there's no man, the house has no direction. The house is gonna go in many different directions and start picking up and, 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 and pushing away and trying all sorts of things that they wouldn't try if they had that example in the house. Because you can't sell the example, you have to be the example.
0: What's your example?
1: My example is my everyday. I get up every day as a man. I greet my wife and my children as a man. I go to work, I provide for my family as a man. I keep my word as a man. I stand tall as a man. Um, my, my my sons, they, they, they see me and they don't have to wonder. Um, my sons don't have to wonder how a man should talk to a woman or how a man should treat a woman, how a man responds to a woman, or how a man responds to another man because they see all those things in their father.
0: I feel, and I used to think until I speak to you, I used to say, I used to see young men You know, running around in this community and sometimes with nothing to do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel also one of my thing is that inactivity sometimes or when there's nothing to stimulate this young man, Mm -hmm. they sometimes get in unnecessary issues. So what would be a solution? You would say, what can we do? Because it takes a village. Absolutely. And you are doing your part. Like, oh, my God, you're doing your part you and your team are doing your part and hmm, we spoke about living in our purpose and i know a part of my purpose is to make sure you know my purpose is to serve also right. you know so that's a part of my purpose to serve but what can others do that's watching do to serve also and help these young people? And what can we as a government, the government and people do to help these young kids that are hanging around? You know, what, can, what do you think about that? What can we do?
1: Well, first of all, just to, to completely emphasize what you said, there's nothing greater um, in humanity than service, nothing, mm. right? What's missing in our communities are, are, are resources. There's, there's not a lot of resources in our communities where all of the gun violence is taking place. The gun violence is not taking place in communities that, that have, have a plethora of resources. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking place um, in the communities that, that have the lack of resources, right? Um, if there's more for a child to see, there's more for a child to dream about.
0: Mm. That's a good one. If there's more for a child to see, there's more for this child to dream about. Absolutely. That is, that is actually very powerful. Um, I think, too, some of the things that we probably should do, the business owners. So mm-hmm. I'm a business owner in the community. And however small business owner I am, I would say, you know, we could all get together and do something. I do have a foundation, the Jazz Foundation we spoke about, and we will be doing some stuff You know, in conjunction with you on the SNUC program, just to get, you know, our young kids off the street. I know there's a lot of little programs, but the conversation we were having in the salon, why this interview is happening, is a young man, (laughs) a young man was saying, right, his friend got shot and they were talking about retaliation and whatever, and he came in and he was getting his hair done, right? So he wanted this hair lined up, so I took him to a barbershop that I know they would, you know, talk to him about, you know. Right. Anyway, long story short, we spoke to him. I said, listen, it doesn't matter. It's not worth it. Your freedom is not worth it, or your death isn't worth it, you know. Pray about it, and he's like, oh, da-da-da, ma, and, uh, and we're going to do what we got to do. You know, however, he ended up getting in trouble, not for retaliation, but for going, you know, some burglary. Mm. It so happened that after that happened, that was about that happened before COVID, actually. Okay. so it so happened that I ran into him at the Barber Academy. They brought him in um, from the center that, you know, to get a haircut. Right. And I saw him. I said, your face looks so familiar. He said, yeah, ma. You know what he said to me? And this is why I feel like we all has a part to play in this life. We are all connected and we all have a part to play. He said to me, thank you for your words. Mm. He said, I felt like what you said to me. Let me did. I did what I did. So I didn't do that other thing. He said, because now I have a little hope. Yeah. And now he's there, you know, had to be escorted and he wasn't in handcuffs or anything. Because, you know, he did a petty robbery, robbery, mm-hmm. and he's doing some time. He said, yeah, I spent the whole COVID in jail. And he was just talking to me, yeah, Ma. you know, and, I, and he was like, no, I want to learn. I want to learn a trade. I said, what do you do? Are you in college? But just the little words and the little things that I said to him right. impact him. And that was so emotional for me. I, I got to get it together with my emotion. I got to get it together. And
1: that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, sometimes it's just a kind word. It's just a kind word mm. sometimes that are really... Mm. Deter somebody from doing something that can really damage the, the the entire rest of their life. You know what I mean? Just just imagine somebody never hearing anything kind or anything nice. They start they start to feel that way. So to hear a kind word or a word of encouragement or or, or somebody just pay you a compliment, it's enough to turn turn your whole life around. It's enough to to turn your self esteem around. It's enough to Make you say, you know what? I am somebody.
0: Hmm.
1: I am somebody. That lady acknowledged me today.
0: And to me, it was just a conversation. I was actually defending him Mm -hmm. because the ladies in the salon was actually like, oh, you know, you young kids. And I was actually saying to them, I said, well, you don't know what he's going through. No, no, no. Let's not take that path. Let's have a conversation with him. So I started having a conversation with him. I never forget. I went next door. I got him a drink. And he said, thanks, ma. I don't know. I'm not that old. Do I? What is "ma"? Is it a... Yeah, you know? I I I would take it
1: as a term of endearment, especially from from today's generation.
0: Yeah. So, um, but anyway, he came and he said, you know, and he said, thank you. He walked out and he did this. And he walked, you know, and he remembered me. Right. You know, the key is how many people are going to remember us from being kind to them. Mm -hmm. What you do for this community... And for these young people, I really have no idea how you have a family. Your wife Mm -hmm. is ordained for you. Absolutely. Because for, you know, I would be in my beds, you know, worried. Oh, my God, he's out there again. But I get it. One thing you said to me a while ago that stuck out with me. And I think a lot of black men that are watching this, I'm I'm begging out of family, just do this one thing. You told me that the children you guys have dinner at the table absolutely i say, say that say we, that again
1: we have dinner together um we sit we sit at the table but why because that's a that's a time of gathering that's a time of family and that that's something that a lot of these young young children today they don't have they don't have an understanding of what it's like to just sit in a in a, in a family setting and and just have dinner together because. At that time is when you learn what's going on with your children. It's at that time your children learn what's going on with you. It's at that time that you get to share uh, thoughts and ideas, and, you know, you get a better understanding as to what type of conversations they're having. You understand what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's also at, at that time that your children will, uh, will break down a hmm. lot of the, the slang and, and, and verbiage that they use today so that you can have a better understanding of what's going on around you. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people make the mistake of saying, um, you know, I teach my kids, I teach my kids, I show my kids, well, guess what? My kids show me something every day. Every day. These young I learn kids. something from my kids every single day. And and we have to, we have to take the blinders off and, and stop seeing them as just, just children. They're, they're not just children. They're, they're growing. They're, they're, they're learning, they're, 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 they're future us. You understand what I'm saying? And a, a lot of people make the mistake of just looking at children as, as just children. No. Children are the future. So, so, so everything that's going to happen is going to happen yeah. through them. Mm. Everything that, that, that is to come is because they're going to bring it. They're going to make that come happen. And we have, we have to pay attention. Otherwise, we're going to be lost.
0: Well, thank you for paying attention and actually for setting the example for our brothers there. Because people think that our black men or our young black men are not having meals at the table. I was highly impressed when you said that to me. Because I remember for me as a, as a, as a young girl, that was the most important thing to Absolutely. me. Absolutely i I like to sit at the table and have meal. I remember dating and have this conversation. Can we have a meal at the table? That was very, very important to me for us to have a meal at the table. So for that, I'll say thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> um before 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 we go, right? We're in the salon. all this conversation is happening in the salon, right? I don't want it to get too heavy, so I got to break it up a little bit. Let's go. So you're a man, you know, you you know a lot of people. So we're going to ask you a hair question, right? Okay. Female hair question. I'm a hairstylist. This is a salon talk. Let's talk about it. Okay. How do you like your female hair?
1: Well, my wife has, like, beautiful hair. Beautiful, <laughs> naturally. Good answer. You know, uh, uh uh-huh. curly, sort of wavy and curly uh-huh. hair. Um, Good I, I love natural hair. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I do. Um, And... I'm not a fan of the, the wigs and the weaves, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you're going to wear them, make sure they're together. <laughs> you know, I, I, nobody wants to see no tracks or no no glue or, you know what I mean? Uh,
0: no, nah, don't touch. No. Nah. You can't yeah, touch the hair. Can, yeah, so wait. I mean? So what about when you were dating, right? Because mm-hmm. we know your wife. Yes, she good. Yes. But what about when you were dating? You used to date back in the days and the girl said, oh, you can't touch my hair. Well, I just got my hair gone. Have you ever had that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure I don't know a man who hasn't, right? But guess what? Th- those are not the ones that end up staying. Hey, those are not the ones that end right. up getting the ring.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, mister. Yeah.
1: Okay. Natural woman, natural woman.
0: So you like the natural woman?
1: Love the natural woman.
0: With someone as ins- inspirational as you sitting here, I want, I, want, I want to ask you this. What would you say to a young man listening that is probably struggling with some stuff and some decisions right now? What is one of the things you'd probably say? Because you say to me you do this, but I know God ordained you to do Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I know this is your purpose. This is what you're going to do. So what, what would you say to encourage them? A young man that is actually watching this right now that's, you know, in Tupac, parts so one one that's watching that this that's struggling with some decisions Mm -hmm. and another one that has done some decisions and is here now what 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 advice would you give to those two young men you know that's that's given one is giving up on himself because we all gave up on him
1: well the, the the young man that feels like um the world is against him and that everybody is giving up on him don't give up on yourself Because whatever it is that you feel in your heart that that, that you want to do and and that you desire, you can do it. You can have it. All you got to do is believe in yourself. There's nothing that you can't do as a man. There's nothing you can't accomplish. There's nowhere that you can't go. And there's nothing that you can't be. Nothing.
0: And for the other one that's, that's struggling with that decision... You know, it might not be a great decision, but they're struggling making the decision. I got to do this because my friends, they're going to think I'm punking or whatever the word they use. You know, my, my advice
1: to you is be your own man. Mm. Think for yourself. Be, if, if it don't feel right, nine times out of ten, it ain't right. Be your own man.
0: Be your own man. What, what would you say, in, especially in our area, what are the statistics with, with, um, in the gun violence. Um, sometimes I don't like that question, but I, it's a necessary question. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with asking you this question. Um, what is the statistics? Cause we, we do need to know this so we could be a part of the, the solution.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I'm not talking about citywide. I'm not talking about statewide. I'm talking about Nationwide mm-hmm. gun violence is the number one killer of african American men in America mm. today from ages fourteen to twenty five number one more than AIDS more than cancer or any other disease that you could ever catch. Gun violence is the number one disease that is killing our young black men in our country Wow, number one
0: how can we change that narrative though i I, I do know we need education I know we need um Funding.
1: We need education. We need funding.
0: We need mentors.
1: We need care and concern more than anything else. These young people need to know and understand that somebody loves them. They need to know and understand that they mean something to somebody. They need to know and understand that they are somebody so that they can mean something to themselves. That That's what we need more than anything else. Yes, we need funding. Yes, we need the resources. Um, yes, we need everybody to pitch in, but we, we need to love our children. Yeah. We need to, to, to show them that love exists because a lot of them feel like nobody loves them, nobody cares about them, um, you know, and, and like you said, that the world is against them. But the world is not against them. The, the world is theirs, and they just can't see it.
0: The sky is your limit. That's it. The sky is your limit. You know what I'll say? And I've been saying thank you all all day, <laughs> but I do appreciate that you you're taking the time to say to a young man. You know, you could change your life because some some of these young men have no one to say that to. And if 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 say for example someone is watching and they want to reach out, how do they get to the Snug Program? That's that's another. How would they reach out to you guys? Our
1: offices um. At 6 Gramington Avenue, right Sixth here Gramington in Mount Avenue Vernon, Avenue God, Mount Vernon, yes. suite number 409. And um, any, any young man, any young man or any young woman um, who is in need of help, who is in need of some assistance, who, who just needs somebody to talk to, or if you have a situation and you need help with that situation, I'm going to give you my personal phone number. My contact number is 914-708-7226 seven two two six i don't care what day it is i don't care what time it is you have a problem you have a question you're in need of assistance you call and we'll be there
0: man why aren't we doing is there a program that you do that the community can get involved because i do want to get involved if there's anything i could do to help you know me my stylist the team you know i have Um, guests that comes into the salon that's willing to help. So is there anything that you do within the community that we could be a part of? Because we have to.
1: Absolutely. We have community events all the time. Um, And we partner with other programs within the community as well. Um, Right now, um, we're working with the Youth Shelter of Westchester. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've just piloted a program. Um, The name of that program is called Youth Cred. And what 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 the uh, youth shelter at Westchester is, it's a uh, alternative to incarceration for young men from ages 18 to 24. And we've created a pilot to go in and teach these young men um, how to do exactly what we do here in the snug team so that they can go back into the community as credible messengers themselves. Because this there's so many people that I can reach. Right. But then there's so many other people that I, I just don't have the ability to reach. But I guess what? There's somebody that I do know that will be able to reach that person. So each one teach one is not just a saying. Each one teach one is not uh, 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 something that has just been passed down through generations because it sounds good. It's an actual fact. Each one of us has to teach someone else what it is that we do, how it is that we do it so that they can in turn go and do it themselves. And, and, and empower somebody else. And that, that, that's, how, that's how it spreads. You know, it's, it's like experience and a skill set, mm. it's like love. The more you put into it, the bigger it gets and the more it reaches.
0: Mm. Mm. What are some of the challenges you face doing this job?
1: Some of the challenges that I faced um, doing this job is running into my, my old self. Mm. And um, seeing exactly where I was back then. But I, I'm, I'm grateful for it because I know exactly what to tell myself.
0: Mm. And what would, what would you tell your, your younger self?
1: One, <laughs> it ain't worth it. Mm. Two, Think about what it's going to do to your family.
0: Mm.
1: Because even as a young man, my family meant everything to me. Everything. Um, My family and my friends, they would would tell you, I'm always the one to, to put my loved ones first. And I'm always the one to put myself in harm's way when it came to my loved ones. Because they mean that much to me.
0: So, I'm sitting and I'm thinking, right? hmm I'm thinking about the, uh, what we discuss about how you do what you do. I'm thinking about why you do what you do. And I'm thinking about consequences. I'm thinking about a lot of things. But once in a while, I'm, I'm like, have you ever been in a situation like where it's just a dangerous situation and you just go in regardless? Right? How do you... I would say how you get the courage, but I'm like... I kind of know how you got the courage. But for for my viewers, how do you find the courage, though? Because that is not a normal person that does that kind of job. It's not a normal person that gets up and say, I'm going to love on this young man, even though he did such and such, such and such. Because I'm going to provide a way. I'm going to show him a better way. Most of us will give up on him, Right you 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 are doing this, reaching down, pulling him up, and said, "Listen, you could be better how how
1: one is be- one is because I believe it first and foremost mm. you got to believe in what it is that you do, and if you don't stop doing it hmm. second of all, giving up or 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 Stop stopping checking in and just not being there that's what they're used to that's what they expect. so when you're the opposite of what it is that they're used to, and you're the opposite of what it is that they expect because we we all know the streets the streets don't play fit the streets mm. don't don't show no love and 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 the streets the streets don't keep his word, mm. but as a man, no I keep my word. As a man, if I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm there. As a man, if I tell you you need something, I got you, then I got you. And I have to keep my word because me keeping my word is going to save this young man's life. Me keeping my word is going to help this young man save somebody else's life. And so on and so forth. Because if you teach this young man how to be an actual man, not how to look like a man or dress like a man or, you know, pretend to be a man but if you teach Mm. this young man and you show this young man every single day what a man looks like you got to show up every day there's there's no days off there's no part time there's no skit this is real life you can't (laughs) sell the example you got to be the example
0: Mm. well this leads me to this other conversation we were having again at the salon a lot of the stylists are saying like we were saying and clients we're, we're discussing and they're saying well you know, sometimes the mothers are there. They're mm-hmm. working three jobs. This is why the, the, the kids are there. But I, I said, this is one of the things I say. I said, but there are mothers. I know that we are four, five, six boys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be because sometimes I feel like if you find, if you are a single mom, because there's a lot of single mom out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, find a mentor like, like Henry. And have you mentor this kid. Have somebody else mentor the kid. Because sometimes, as I always say, I don't think a a woman could raise a a boy, but I don't think a woman could help a man be a man. You need certain things that male to teach. A man can't teach me how to be a lady. Right. Right, I feel like there are certain things that that guy is going to need that you're going to help them with. You know, their emotions. I don't understand the emotion. I've been, I've been on this earth for a little bit, and I still don't understand men. So, females, we don't understand men. So, we need more males to step up and help rear these kids.
1: It's, it's funny that you say females don't understand men, <laughs> um, because the truth of the matter is a lot of men don't understand themselves. It, you understand what I'm saying? Profound. Because they, they haven't been in the presence of other men. They, they haven't been under the tutelage of real men. Mm. So they, they grow into adulthood, but not not really becoming a man because they haven't had an example of what a man looks like, what a man sounds like, what a man acts like, how a man walks, how a man interacts with a young lady, how a man interacts with another man. This is why most of these young men are not comfortable engaging in conversation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they don't see it happen. You can't, you can't do something you've never seen done, right? Not correctly. So you, you, you have to see it. You have to be in the presence of it, right? You have actual. to be under the guidance of it to, to, to fully grasp it and know exactly how to do it yourself. You have to you have to have a, a man who's a solid man in every aspect of the word man. Because we know there's some men that straddle the fence, right? Yeah. You can't straddle the fence as a man and and, and, and especially when you're raising young men. You gotta be ten toes down.
0: So in your definition, what would you say the definition of a real man is? Because I have definition of a real man.
1: A real man cries. Yeah. A real man knows how to communicate.
0: Mm. A real
1: man can admit when he's wrong or he's done something wrong. Mm-hmm. A real man knows how to say I'm sorry and mean it. You can't say I'm sorry and, and, and continuously do the same thing over, because then you didn't mean the sorry. Or, or, or you, all you're saying is that you are sorry.
0: When you're sorry, you don't repeat the same action.
1: And, and as a man, when, when you come to, to terms with something, and, and, and you've addressed whatever that something is You move on you, you don't keep reverting back
0: Can I recommend a class for the SNUG program? Absolutely Can we get a bunch of men and have, you know, have this conversation? Because a lot of young men, they're not Like you said, there's no example mm-hmm. They need to really understand It's okay to cry when you're hurt Because yeah. I feel like a lot of these men hold stuff in because I'm going to look weak if I cry. Oh, my friend's going to laugh at me if I cry. Now, you all know on this podcast, I will cry in a minute. I'm really <laughs> trying. Like, I have a question I need to ask you, and I'm holding it back. Because, um, you know, you know, we're we speaking about men crying. But a lot of females, a lot of mothers are burying their sons.
1: Right. Right.
0: A lot of fathers, too are burying their sons because our daughter because it's not just the boys our daughter because of gun violence what is the hardest i would say the most heartfelt painful i know they're all painful mother you've spoken to i know uh, this is like i know you've spoken to a lot but mm-hmm. have you had one where it really rocked you you know, maybe a mother losing more than one child to gun violence. How, how did that conversation um, go?
1: We, we have had that because there mm. are mothers who have lost one son to gun violence and the other to the prison.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Um, because mm. they, they, they took the route of, of retaliation. Um, Mm. not, not, not understanding and not seeing that your mother's already crippled by the loss of one son. And you go give yourself away as the other son. So now she's, she has both legs taken from under her. And at, at this point, the mother just feels like she's, she's forever on her face. I'm, I'm, I'm mourning the death of my one son. Jeez. And I'm 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 mourning the loss of my other son to this 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 metal this metal grave they call prison. Because a lot of these young men, believe it or not, don't ever make it home. Don't ever make it home. Mm. And and, and they, they, they get behind the prison wall and behind the prison wall life is <laughs> life is completely different from what they expect wow. it to be. Um a lot of these young men they go in young men, but don't come back home the same way.
0: A mother, I was doing a young lady's hair, and you said that, and I'm a mess. And I was going to be good. She lost her husband to gun violence. Mm. Then she lost one son to gun violence. She had like five sons, and she she had one son left, and she lost them all to gun violence. And she was in the chair years ago, and I remember her saying... Oh, I shouldn't have cried. I remember her saying, I feel like there's no hope Mm. for how a black man, and as a black female, as a female, that hurt me because there is hope. Absolutely. And people like you... Mm. People like you are here showing and telling us there is hope. And it's uh, funny, I I just remembered. I hugged her, i never forget. I didn't charge her for a hair and I hugged her. And I said to her, there is hope, you know? And it was one of the weirdest things I ever said to someone. I said to her, everything happened for a reason. You know, it might have been their time, but you have a son left. She said, I had five sons, I only have one son left. And I lost their dad. And I lost. And the funny thing about it, they all got shot. Different situation, different years. It wasn't around the same time. Mm. And she said to me, "My son, that I thought would have died by the gun, is the one that did not die by the gun." And I said to her, "You know, it may be an opportunity to change his life to help somebody else." So. I don't know what happened to her because I, I haven't seen her in years, actually. I think she had moved to Atlanta mm. with that son. She had moved away with the son. And I don't see a lot of people reaching down and helping. We all sit and we turn our nose up and lock our car doors and lock our her, her mm-hmm. doors when these young men pass. You know, and we judge. But you have young men and you... Reach down and is helping them. She said, "There's no hope," and you're providing hope. So I'm, I thank you. I am absolutely grateful for somebody like you, because when you think, <laughs> when somebody, somebody like I think, oh, life is good. I get up. There are people out there that there's young men that think there's no hope. This is my only way. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I appreciate you, Henry. I can't ask you any more questions. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. But any final thoughts?
1: Um I, I want to say thank you. Um thank you for this platform. Thank you for the opportunity to to share about the Snug program. Um my team, Snug, Snug Unit number 209. Um, yeah. this is this 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 team, I, I call it my team, but it belongs to the people. Mm. We belong to the people. We belong to Mount Vernon. We love Mount Vernon um and and we're here whatever your need might be um and we 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 um we have a mother company uh family services Westchester and and we provide a lot of therapeutic services um for families who who just may need do some to have makeovers for you. a conversation
0: I do some makeovers
1: and and we have we have other people in the community like you, right? Who make it their business to give back, right? Um, not, not because it's, it's something to see or because it's something to talk about, but it's, it's because it's something that feeds your soul. It's something yes. that, 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 that spiritually feeds you and, 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 and encourages you and, 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 and makes you know that what you're doing is necessary. It is. It's necessary. So I want to say thank you um, because this right here is necessary.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. Because I I always say I'm not good in cameras. I'm not a camera person. But I started doing the podcast. I think one of my first episodes was a young lady. I think her name was Ashley. Mm. And I met her and we started talking and She was explaining to me what certain slangs were and videos and (laughs) stuff. And, you know, we all sat there and look at these young people on Instagram and judge. And I had a conversation with this young lady. And and I'm going to tell you, it was one of the most inspiring person I have met, apart from you, in a long time. (laughs) Because, first of all, she was an army vet. She just went through some stuff and is going through some stuff. And this is just how she makes her money. She was mentoring other young ladies. Don't do what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... People are driving. I remember we're in Mount Vernon. A young lady came from Staten Island to see her because she posts that she's in Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, is this what happened out here?
1: Power of influence.
0: And, And she said, because of you... I will use my platform to inspire And I will follow up with her I called her during the pandemic And she said she was doing good But I'm hoping everyone that I've touched or, or, or come in contact or have listened To this podcast Can just inspire one person Right? You know, one youth and You know, just one person What is your contact information again? 914-708-7226 and don't forget i would like everyone especially for this episode please like us on instagram we are on youtube like subscribe and share actually all wherever you listen to your podcast yes they could hear this interview i want the world to hear this interview i actually think it's a necessary thing not just for us here i started this podcast to have conversation with people that people rarely think it's important to have. Mm. So when I started this podcast, it was about that. But this is not just a Mount Vernon conversation. Right. This is a world, countrywide conversation. And what I learned from you today, I like to learn, t- you know, all my guests I learned something from, what I learned from you today is just a little bit of love. Just a little bit of love may change someone. Thank you for giving a whole lot of love and changing a whole lot of life.
1: Thank you. Terry,
0: I want to say thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming to EOB Salon Talk. Let me do a cheers with you. And may God continue to bless you. Cheers.
1: Thank you.